You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, back with our preview episode. Here with Mike K, the New Orleans Saints. We're going back down south to the Big Easy. The Eagles get their chance at a rematch against the Saints, who destroyed them in Week 11, 48-7. Um, we talked to you earlier this week. We read a lot of your comments. I'll read some at the end of this episode. But this is our preview show, and it sounds like Eagles fans are... At the More and more, it seems like Eagles fans think they're going to win this game. It, it probably has a lot to do with last year. But my impression just from social media, and I, I tweeted out something because I we do like this picks thing every week, and we, you know, uh, what's the word? Break, get all the experts' picks and put them on, on the page. And ESPN and CBS Sports, not a single expert had the Eagles winning. And that riled some fans. I tweeted that out because I just thought that was, like, interesting. Forgetting that they had dealt with the same thing last year all along the way. It, it seems like that almost motivated fans even more that they feel like they're going to win. I mean, and We've had a whole week to, like, process this, but how are you feeling about the Eagles going into Sunday? Well, first I'll say that you should actually be excited that everyone's picking against the Eagles. You don't – like, I'm a, I'm a superstitious guy. I've always been a superstitious fan uh, before I started my career. And to me, I always was like, if too many people are picking the Eagles or, or whatever team I'm rooting for, like, man, that could be really bad because it's just like a karma thing. Listen, this locker room is loose. They're excited. Doug Peterson's talking with a lot of confidence, and I'm not talking like fake bravado or anything like that. He there's just a calm patience and, and understanding and confidence about him. I thought I felt the same from Jim Schwartz and Mike Rowe. I think they feel really good about this matchup. These are two separate teams. I mean, the Saints didn't close out the season all that terrific. Uh, the Eagles did. Um, there's a different quarterback. The offensive line's finally healthy. The defensive line's finally healthy. They have Tim Jernigan. Jordan Hicks isn't injured anymore. Craven LeBlanc's played more. I mean, there's just a lot of different circumstances in this game, and I think it's going to be very close. Yeah, I think it is important to point out this is as healthy as they've been. If you like, of course, they have a billion guys on injured reserve, but this is the healthiest they've been in a while. You mentioned a few of them, but that game against the Saints, they lost Avante Maddox in the first quarter. He didn't return. Jordan Hicks got hurt in that game. I forget when. Uh, who else? Some. Um, Razul, yeah, he got hurt that day, or he was, yeah, I forget. Sidney Jones was hurt that game. He re-injured his hamstring, and then he missed a bunch. Of, well, he's probably not going to play this week. They didn't have Timmy Jernigan. They didn't have Darren Sproles. Jason Kelsey left early and didn't return. Like, they were going to lose that game probably anyway, but they're just a different team now. They're healthy. They're rolling. The secondary especially has been a revelation in recent weeks. They have to play like that to beat the beat Drew Brees. 
Um, Nick Foles is the quarterback this time. Carson Wentz had the worst game of his career that day. And it was like just a quick, quick, quickly you found out they were going to fall behind. And there, there was one play early in that game where Doug didn't go for it on fourth and short, and we all criticized him for it. That was around the time where we were all pretty critical of the fact that he just hasn't, hadn't been the aggressive sort of Doug Peterson that you knew from last year. And I think he's gotten back to that. And I think you're going to see him getting creative on Sunday. I felt like the game was over before it started. I mean, those first two drives, they scored in the first three drives. Uh, like, the Eagles didn't have an opportunity to blink. I mean, it was it was a dominant I think the fourth and inches wasn't in the first quarter, though. Right, yes. But, like, this is a situation where I think the Eagles threw out the tape. Like, none of that stuff matters. This was, like, a high-variance game. The Eagles played the worst they possibly could. The, uh, the, the Saints played the best they possibly could. So it's... You're, when you have a high variance thing like that, it's kind of like how people talk about Nick Foles. Like when Nick Foles has an absolutely terrible game, you've, you've got to criticize it. You got to look into it. Maybe you got to worry. But then he has an incredible game, and then you're like, well, but this is him at his peak. You know, you, he doesn't have like a mid level. I mean, I guess the Tampa Bay game is probably as mediocre as you would see Nick Foles. He didn't play terribly, he didn't play great. Um, and I think that's what this game was. This game was both ends of the spectrum for both these teams. And I think the Eagles are completely on a different wave right now. He um, just did a thing with his hands doing a wave, by the way. Yeah. You guys didn't see it, yeah, but you, you would have giggled if you saw the it. The <laughs> only concern I have here is this reminds me of what happened when the Vikings beat the Saints last year on a miraculous end-of-the-game play, just like the Eagles won on a miraculous missed field goal. And then you have that massive letdown. Fall off, yeah. So that would be my only concern because the Vikings were pretty confident heading into that NFC title game and the Eagles just destroyed them. But that said, a lot of that game turned in the NFC title game because Patrick Robinson made a great interception. It was a momentum changer. I'm thinking that if Fletcher Cox can force Drew Brees to make a poor throw early and they're able to intercept it with Rasul Douglas's ball skills, this could be a game where the Eagles just kind of silence the crowd and control the game. It would be cool if there there was like a LeBlanc, Craven LeBlanc moment where he's kind of the one who has that Patrick Robinson-esque play because he's already like built up this like lore amongst Eagles fans because of the way he, like some of the quotes he gives and like just the swagger he brings to the field. Like he's such a unique guy and I, he would be set here for life if he'd pulled it. If there was somebody who could do it too, I think it would be him. Um, but okay, I think we should get into the game itself. Uh, I want to go through some of the matchups after that. I have a new exercise I'm going to throw at you. I haven't warned you for because I think it'll be better off the cuff. But <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think you're going to like it. But, uh, Don't put you in charge. <laughs> like what? I put myself in charge. That's how this works. This isn't a democracy. Nobody's voting. <laughs> Bring back Elliot. What is this stuff? I don't... Actually, that, speaking of Elliot, that, that reminds me of something I was about to say and I forgot. Uh, Elliot, our old friend, brought up there, there's a team that had like almost was in this exact scenario as the Eagles are in right now in terms of getting killed by a team in the regular season, getting to the playoffs and getting a chance of redemption and winning that game. And that was the Jets, I believe, in 2010 or I forget what year it was exactly. I should have looked that up before. Maybe it was 2011. But they got absolutely destroyed by the Patriots in the regular season. And then the Sanchez came in and they upset the Patriots, I believe, in the divisional round. So like that's almost the exact scenario that you're seeing here, which is kind of crazy to think that there's like a team that has done this specifically like to play a team in the regular season like that, get killed on the road and then again, go on the road to play them again and have a chance to upset them like that. I think that's pretty 
funny slash cool slash. <laughs> well, and then they lost in the AFC. And they championship lost. I mean, but if the yeah. Eagles get to the NFC Championship, then like the fact that they had a weird regular season won't even matter anymore. Well, and and to that point, if they win their matchup and the and the Cowboys win against the Rams on Saturday, it'll be the first NFC East all. It'll be the first NFC East all NFC title game. Uh, a two division teams have only met in the title game three times before, like in history. Like in well, no, or since two thousand two, since, since the league went teams, to yeah. to thirty two teams and and the four I mean, that's team still divisions. Crazy, though. Yeah, it is crazy. And by the way, whoever won that division versus division and uh, championship game went on to win the Super Bowl. So there you go. So, if so it's maybe Eagles, the Cowboys, Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys and the Eagles should root for each other in this one. <laughs> But then, in a sense, it would almost hurt more if, for Eagles fans if they lost to the Cowboys and then the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Like that, that would make this a failure of a season, I think, in the fans' eyes. <laughs> well, I think then it would vindicate the fact that they beat them three times. If that makes sense, yeah, you know, like <laughs> you, man, the Eagles are not fans would not be ha- like they're building you, up all this goodwill. Just imagine it ending with not only losing the Cowboys but them sweeping you three times and then winning the Super Bowl, like. The goodwill they built up will go away. (laughs) What would the DAC critics be able to say? In Philadelphia, the DAC critics, yeah. Well, but, like... Because there are a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, DAC wins the Super Bowl before Carson does as a starter. That could be... Anyway, anyway. That's a fun hypothetical that's not so fun. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's get into these matchups. There's some really interesting ones, and the Eagles have kind of changed their approach in a lot of ways, so I think they match up weirdly better than they did the last time. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about is Alvin Kamara. And I think you're going to see them do a lot of the same stuff they did against Tariq Cohen last week. Malcolm Jenkins will shadow him a lot of the time when Kamara's in the game, when it's Ingram. Jenkins will probably play more of a traditional safety role. But it, you have Jenkins shadowing him. You have Nigel Bradham. If you play, Nigel Bradham has to play the way he did last week, which was his best game maybe as an Eagle. Uh, and it'll be those two guys and LeBlanc probably helping, kind of like he did last week. Those They were the reason why they shut down Tariq Cohen and that played a big reason, part in the way the defense was just shutting down Trubisky because that that's his safety valve and all that. And Drew Brees kind of the same way. Brees can throw the ball to anybody. He'll throw it to a guy. I, I make this joke about it feels like they're a Madden created player, but there are some guys on that team you hear their name, you're like, that guy doesn't exist. And Brees will throw a touchdown to him. So you have to – the secondary can't make mistakes, but if you're shutting – keeping Kamara out of the mix and not letting him get big chunk yardage, then I think they're going to be in good shape. I, th- I actually like the Eagles in the matchup. I think they can maybe not stop – Kamara, but I think they can contain him. Yeah, I think when you're covering Kamara, it literally takes a village. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you have to play really good team defense. And what they did, well, they had the individual coverage matchups. If you watch the Bears game, everybody flowed to the ball very, very well. It was a team defensive stop. And I think that's something that you really need, not only against Kamara as a runner and a receiver, but as a returner as well. And, and that's what the Eagles need to preach. Tariq Cohen as you said, kind of gave them a primer for this. And I, I completely agree with you. It's the right strategy to go with. I think Kamara offers a little bit more of a he, power game than Tariq Cohen he's, does. He's like a rich man's Tariq Cohen. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he owns a yacht. Kamara probably owns yeah. like a boat. I mean, Kamara you know is I mean? a They're, top three to five running back in the NFL. Like, yeah. And he's a great – he's a top – 10 receiver like he's ridiculous don't but. worry Danelle Pumphrey you'll get there oh, um but oh boy <laughs> anyway what I'll say is with that matchup too is you can't get too stuck in your ways with Kamara because there's times where Ingram will come in too he's and he's a guy that offers a lot more versatility than you think he can catch the ball to the backfield he can run north to south there's times strong where he, runner 
Yeah, he is. He is the guy that I'm that I'd More be worried, worried about in the red zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kamara can score from anywhere, but uh, and he's good in the red zone as well. I but, mean, you, like Malcolm isn't going to be dealing with Ingram as much as he will be with Kamara, is the right? So the linebackers especially become important there. I, I think Nigel Radham, like you said, is a huge X factor in he this really game. Is. If, he played the he. You could talk about the best game as an Eagle. That's the best game of his career. Period. He was incredible. He's the reason why. I think he's like maybe twenty five percent of the reason why they beat the Bears. Cody Parkey's the other seventy five. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> oh, um, well, but I, I think Bradham. You know, he hasn't had like. All, and he's been good this season, but he's never been great. And he's and there's been games where he was bad. So I think he needed that game too. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. but I think he's played a lot better since he's been yeah, the full time yeah, yeah. Just like he did last year. In the Super Bowl, he's better run. as their middle linebacker. Well, and it's not even just that; it's being out there in dime. He's not going. He's not take, stepping off the field, so he's constantly in a rhythm. You know, we don't talk about rhythm linebackers, but there are a lot of guys that really need that feel of the game throughout. And Nigel seems to be that guy. Since you know Hicks went down, ironically, against the uh, Saints in Week Eleven, he has played much better football because he's not leaving the field. And Jordan Hicks has now been. Uh, limited in his role, which may speak to how the Eagles view him long-term. Um, this could be his last game as an Eagle. That said, though, he flowed to the ball really well in that game against the Bears. There was one uh, sweep that they ran with Taylor Gabriel that he just flushed flushed out, like, very quickly. And, uh, you know, I think this linebacker group is playing a lot better. I don't think they're a terrific group. I think they're average. But when... Nigel Brown is playing the way he is, and he's surrounded by a competent Camus and a competent Hicks. They can they can move mountains theoretically. Yeah, you did air quotes by the way. He, Mike seems to think this is like a live video feed for some reason. I, I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only performing for you. This is like this is what this is. Oh, okay. So this is like a private show. Yeah, this is a you're... private show. Like I'm doing. So I'm not like... supposed to give people the behind. Right. The I'm doing sign language for you. I'm showing too much of how the sauce is made. Is what you're saying? Yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> Um, uh, another big matchup, I think, is Alshon Jeffrey versus whoever they put on him. I, they might switch it up a bit. The Eagles would be happy if it's Eli Apple, I would say. Marshawn Lattimore's pretty talented, but it's a mismatch. Alshon just playing his best football. He, he, he was in a stretch where he wasn't playing that well in that Week 11 game. He's better with Nick Foles. We've talked about that. Uh, the, the Saints are pretty good defensively, but they're not that good at defending down the field. So I imagine you're going to see a lot of Foles just throwing it up to Alshon and letting him go get it because that just works. He doesn't need to be open. You can throw it to Alshon. If the Eagles don't target Alshon a lot, then either the Saints just completely shifted their defense to keep that from happening, or the Eagles made a massive mistake. Because I think that's going to be the way you beat this defense is you hit Alshon down the field. Yeah, and I think with their safety play, you can target the – you could go down field. Nick can take shots, and there will be shots there. Marshawn's a very good player. That said, like you said, it's a size mismatch. And you've got to play that well. You, you've got to know that you're not going to win on speed. You've got to know you're going to win on size and strength. So maybe it's you do a lot of possession throws. Um, Alshon's proven that he's got really dependable hands when he's targeted properly. Uh, I'm really interested to see Nelson Aguilar against uh, Eli Apple or, P, or even P.J. Williams. P.J. Williams is not a very good nickel corner, and I, I think that that's a really good matchup to exploit. Golden Tate, too, I think could have a pretty decent game. I mean... If he knows what plays are being called, I guess. I, I, yeah, if, if you don't know what Mike's talking about, there's there's a video of uh, Golden Tate's game-winning touchdown after he goes off to the field and Carson Wentz had the biggest smile on his face. It's good seeing that Carson is happy on the sideline because you never know. We don't know how he is right now. But 
he's like that. That was a great. What however he said the way he ran the route was. He's like I didn't even know that we called that play. It's like I, <laughs> I, I just I saw Nick rolling out and I and I ran that in that direction. That I mean that's like a savvy veteran move to be able to just figure out where you're supposed to go like in the moment. But at the same time, you also don't want to be in that situation where because the Saints stadium is going to be louder than the Bears one was, and the, the the problem was he didn't hear the kill call or whatever it was. Right. There was actually no kill call. Yeah, but like, right the kill call the was the play. Right. Yeah. It was the play. And that concerns me a little bit. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Especially because know? we raved about Tate because of that play. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, you might want to get him, like, some... some and they've like, been practicing. They Everybody hyped up how much they practiced it that Right. Weekend, like. Yeah, you might want to just kind of, like, be on your P's and Q's and, and reiterate stuff with Golden hey, moving Golden. forward. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a non-factor against the Saints in Week 11. So, yeah. I, you know, hopefully he can be a factor here. Yeah. Uh, more like a general matchup, but... Let's compare the trenches. Defensive line against offensive line in one direction, defensive line against offensive line in the other direction. Where Do you think the Eagles have the edge in both, one, neither? Where do you stand? Uh, I think the Eagles definitely have the advantage from an offensive line versus, de- yeah. versus defensive line. Stand- their offensive line, yeah, sorry, yeah. specifically. They did a pretty good job on Cameron Jordan last time. Yeah, they did. Um, this offensive line's playing much better. Isaac Sayamalu had a pull the, against uh, the oh, Bears yeah. that was the, maybe the best pull I've ever seen from him. Uh, opened up actually the one like big chunk game that they got for, I believe it was Sproles. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, look, this group is playing well outside of the sack that Jason Peters gave up. He's been playing really well the last three weeks. Uh, Lane Johnson's healthy. Um, their linebackers are kind of like similarly mediocre to the Eagles linebackers. Well, they have like Demario Davis and I forget who the other. Demario one Davis has actually played well. He's, yeah, he's kind of the, he's, he's probably... kind of the Nigel Bradham of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got Alex Anzalone and then um, uh, kid from Iowa State. Uh, used to play for the Carolina Panthers. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. I'll, I'll look um, it up. You keep talking. But yeah, oh AJ Klein. That's oh, what there you name. go. Good call. Yeah, yeah I remember so, AJ Klein. Yeah, so. They're pretty mediocre. They're not really good against speed. They're very good against the run for the most part. Um, if you get Zach Ertz on them, oh, dear Lord, this is going to be a long day for New Orleans. Ertz didn't really have a great game the last time. Right, which I think was partially because they, they were in 11 it, yeah. personnel yeah. a lot. Um, but that said, this offensive line blocks very, very well. They've handled these main event style pass rushers. The last four weeks. Cleo Mack, J.J. Watt, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan. They Ryan all, Kerrigan. None of them had yeah. a sack. Uh, Kerrigan did. Uh, yeah, you're right. He did. Kerrigan. I think that was on Brooks, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was his first sack of the year. So Lane, John- they, Lane Johnson they, hasn't given up a sack since week five, I believe. But they had to have him stunt to do it. So yeah, they had yeah. to manufacture the sack. Um, again, what I'll say is this. If the Eagles can offensive line can open up the running game, which they actually did against the Saints, if you remember correctly. Josh Adams actually had a pretty good game when they did decide to run the ball. They will win this game because this game is going to be about keeping the ball away from Drew Brees, and it's going to be about controlling the clock. The same strategy they use against the Redskins, they should try to enforce against the, the Saints. Control the clock, keep Drew off the field. You don't want them to have the ball late with a lot of time either. You know, you don't want Nick Foles to leave the, the field with the lead. You want to really own this clock. You also, I said it last week, a low-scoring game favors the Eagles. Always. Because their defense is starting to learn how to close, and Nick Foles, if you need one possession, he a scoring possession and a scoring drive, Nick Foles will give you that in the clutch. Again, 
You don't want to shoot out here. It, it, it's got the makings of a shootout. You do not want to shoot out. Trust me on this one. There is the Saints defense. Is better I don't know than, if I trust you. The Saints, <laughs> the Saints defense be, is better than you think. Dennis Allen's a really good defensive coordinator. He was a terrible head coach. Um, you want to keep this score in the twenties at most, and I think the Eagles will have a shot in that. So comparing the Saints offensive line to the Eagles defensive line, this is the matchup that intrigues me kind of the most. Because the Eagles couldn't touch Drew Brees in this last game. Part of that's due to... Uh, due, Drew, to. <laughs> uh, due, <laughs> due to... Due uh, to Drew Brees being able to get the ball out super quickly, just like Nick Foles has been over the last four games. Um, they've His pocket mobility is a lot better than is publicized, I think. And they've got a really good offensive line. I mean, I think... You know, Larry Warford's their weak link at right guard. He's been pretty good. This and year he's for them. still been really good. You know that Ramshack was a pro bowler. Did yeah, I say that right? Ramshack's probably he's outside really outside of Lane Johnson is the best right yeah, tackle. By the way, they didn't football. have Armstead the last time these two teams played. Right. Either. Armstead's there at left tackle. You've got um, Andres Pete, who's actually a really good Stanford, left guard. Yeah. So, again. It's a good uh, matchup. Yeah, it's a good matchup. And I think this defense is forcing pressure at a regular rate. The key to, you know, somebody messaged us about this and wanted us to talk about this. The key to stopping Drew Brees is getting interior pressure and getting in his face. You have to do that in this game. You have to make it so that he cannot step up in the pocket. He makes a bad throw. It has to adjust. He's a shorter quarterback. I don't care if he's got it. Uh, if he's Captain America's genetics, <laughs> if you're a short quarterback and you have a six foot five. 320-pound man in your face, you've got to adjust. And Drew Brees has shown he can throw interceptions when he has to adjust. I think... He does get the ball out quick, which makes it difficult. Yes, he does. That's why coverage will be so important, and I think you're going to get into that matchup right now. Yeah, so... We'll, we'll end in terms of matchups. We'll we'll jump on that to end it off, and then I'll do the exercise I wanted to throw at you. But uh, yeah, the cornerbacks against the Saints receivers, especially Michael Thomas, they will have Ted Ginn back. Um, last game, Traquan Smith had like a hundred something receiving yards and ten catches against them. We talked about this earlier in the week. I think that you you let Michael Thomas get his yards in small chunks, not the big ones. Like like, I, like I've referred to many times, the the Julio Jones game against the Falcons. You let him get eight to ten yards. Every catch, you don't let him get 30 to 50 yards, which he can do. So if you can just – they're probably going to do that prevent sort of Jim Schwartz thing that angers a lot of Eagles fans, but I think that's the right move with this group. You, you just can't let them get behind you. Yeah, and Michael Thomas, for all – for as dynamic as he is, he is a possession receiver. Yeah. He's a lot like Larry Fitzgerald where he's going to catch in bunches and create a lot of plays. Uh, he was first in receptions in the league this year. I think he was only like sixth or seventh in, in yardage, it turned out. So, again, like you said, you don't want chunk plays. I'm cool giving up a 10. I'm Give up first downs, whatever. Hunker down in the red zone. Don't let them beat you deep. Corey Graham's going to be really important in this game. Trey it's, Sullivan. Trey, Sul- Trey Sullivan's look, been under the radar really good. Trey yeah. Sullivan's been under the radar really good for the last four games. He, he has, and we haven't praised him enough. And uh, the coaches local, have. The coaches have. Uh, I've been a fan of his since I got here. I think he's a really smart guy. I think he makes the occasional mental mental error, but he's a really cerebral guy. He really understands the defense. 
Uh, he's made some plays here and there up until the build-up to this four-game winning streak, but really he's kind of come into his own here. I think rotating with Corey Graham has been huge, and if you look at this secondary's future, it's really, really bright because of the guys that have been able to develop with Rodney McLeod, Jalen Mills, and, and Ronald Darby sideline. And they've, they've done a lot of those three safety sets where it's Graham and him, and they'll probably do that a lot this game just because the reality is you – if you if you realize you're not getting to breeze pass pass pressure wise, and you just have to put all hands on deck in the back end. Yeah, and it helps too because as good as of a tackler as Craven LeBlanc is, Trey Sullivan's bigger and he's a better tackler. And so when you same with Corey Graham, so you have those three guys there, it allows Malcolm Jenkins to kind of move around. You de- then you might not use another linebacker. It allows you to do more. I think this team's at its best when it's got six DBs out there and you've got one linebacker and four defensive linemen. That's the best way this defense plays. And if you can get your best DBs on the field, go for it. And you use a lightning package on the D line again. Um, this front's going to have to do a lot of damage. Chris Long's going to have to play well. Michael Bennett's going to have to play well. Timmy Jernigan, this is a big game for him. I mean, if he can, if he can take advantage of some of the double teams that Cox gets, then I think, I think this could be pretty, pretty good. And, uh, and, All right, Larry David. Yeah, so again, you know, uh, this will be good. What I want to see from this team, something that this team really needs to do, is protect the ball. We, we haven't talked really about Nick Foles a lot, but Nick Foles has thrown five interceptions in the last four games. Can't do it. Can't do it against this team. This is a game where you have to steal possessions, not give them up. And, you know, this, if the Saints get two picks in this game and they don't win... I'd be absolutely floored. Um, that said, if the Eagles can kind of get a forced fumble here or there, uh, make a big play on special teams, they got a shot. They need to steal at least one possession in this game, and I think they will. All right, that, that leads me well into my, my, my segment here for you. I'm, I'm going to throw you some random scenarios, and you have to tell me in this scenario if you think the Eagles win or if the Eagles lose. You're not gonna. You don't get to ask more details. You just have to go based on the information I give you. You can you can answer as much or as little as you want. Sound good? Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, this is kind of what you just said, but kind of pretty much a scenario of what happened last week. Nick Foles throws two interceptions, but the defense plays extremely well. They've still lost. They lose. Nick Foles outplays Drew Brees. They're the win. They win. All right. The Eagles sack Drew Brees four or more times. Uh, and, and I can't ask you if anything else happened. You can ask one follow-up. Uh, or any of those sack fumbles? One sack fumble. The Eagles win this game. Eagles win. So four sacks and a sack fumble. Okay. The Eagles rush for less than 50 yards, but Nick Foles throws for more than 300. They've lost and lost bad. They lost bad in that scenario. So it's like they're playing from behind probably, you think. All right. The first quarter ends and the Eagles are up 7-0. to zero. They're winning that game. They're, that's playing into you to what? what you want. Like if, if I see that and I'm, if I'm, if I'm Doug Peterson, I'm aggressive as hell in the second half and there's no way I'm putting my foot off the pedal. The Eagles, by the way, are 20 and one when they score in the first quarter in the last two years. Like there's just score, not even like lead the first quarter if they just score in it. So, so get a field goal there. Yeah, that's all Jake right. Elliott, that's all you need to do. That's, literally you guys win. You can end the game. <laughs> you can be down 14 to three and they win. <laughs> all right. First, well, what I'll say add to that too is I like the idea of the Eagles starting with the ball. Yeah. We saw that against the Bears. Seems like Doug just is anti-doing that. But. Right. I mean, all teams are because they yeah. want that second half but if, boost. But if they lose the toss. But here, here, here's the thing. 
if you're down 14 nothing to start the second half, you're probably going to lose anyway. It's over. <laughs> All right. Well, then the opposite of that, the first quarter ends and the Eagles are down 7-0, which that means they only held the Saints 7-0, which you can say is a good thing, but they're trailing by a touchdown. I'd be a hypocrite if I said the Eagles lost that game because, again, it plays into your thing. I turned to you during the Bears game, and I think it was – I think they were down what? Um, they were down by like a point or two. I forgot when the situation happened, but I turned to you and I go, they're playing into this game. I turned to like somebody in Eagles PR. I go, they're playing into your game. You're going to win this game. But so, I, so you think they win if they're only down seven to zero yeah, after if, the first? Yeah, if you can hold the Saints under, I think this Eagles a, a touchdown off, a quarter. If you can keep it to that, right? Well, maybe maybe less than a touchdown. Look, yeah. I look. <laughs> if the Saints score twenty four points, the Eagles should win this game. I think the Eagles can put up twenty six points in this game. All right, this this is a unique one. The Eagles get their first 100-yard rusher of the season. The Eagles get their first 100-yard rusher of the season. Like a single player gets 100 rushing yards. I don't think it'll they, actually they've, they've won this game outright then. Yeah, if they're able to. That, yeah, okay. This one's more fun. Nick Foles leaves with the lead in the fourth quarter, and the Saints have the ball to for a ch- with a chance to win it. How much time? Two-minute drill. Or mi- minute and a half. Oh, the Saints are going to win that game. <laughs> or 30 seconds. 30 seconds, Eagles. So if, if the Saints get the ball back with 30 seconds and the Eagles are winning, the Eagles win. Yeah, you don't give Drew Brees a minute. So what, what's like your what's your maximum amount of time you give it so the Eagles can like, – I just if, don't if, think – If it goes up to 45 seconds, do I, I, I just think you can't give Drew Brees 50 seconds. Okay, so for, so like 45, you're still good. <laughs> yeah, 45, you're still good. <laughs> I like the specificity here. And then we'll leave with this last one, which is an insane scenario that I would hope doesn't happen. Both Nick Foles and Drew Brees get injured in the first quarter and are lost for the rest of the game. Who wins? The stud failed. It's not going to be close. I, I'm telling you, if that instead scenario of, happened... Bridgewater? Li- listen, <laughs> listen. I, I'm not going to get on a soapbox here, but Nate Sudfeld is so much more talented than a lot of people give him credit for. He's a guy that I think could rally this team. The team respects him. Everybody... He goes to basketball games with Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, he's got a good connection with this group. I mean, everybody loves Teddy Bridgewater. He Bridge. threw a touchdown on one pass. Everybody loves Teddy Bridgewater, and I got... You know, I'll probably... Yeah, you're, you're not big on him. Yeah. I'll probably be struck by lightning because everybody loves Teddy Bridgewater, but... Um, hey, he, Teddy, went, he went viral dancing, so... Oh, well, there you go. Well, t- that's the only thing he's going to go viral for. <laughs> um, t- Teddy is not a, a high-variance guy at all. Uh, he's a guy that can move the ball... He's very safe with it, but he can also pr- create turnovers and or produce turnovers. And I think, I think Sudfeld playing a safe game could win that game. To be honest, I mean, I, I, this, he doesn't ever seem to get phased. To be honest with you, yeah. and I think a lot of that has to do with his relationship with Nick and Carson. And I think Press Taylor believes in him. Press Taylor, big Jay Z fan. We were in the <laughs> bubble today. Dude was just singing along. Uh, we should mention before we, we sign off, we're, we're talking before the injury report comes out. The big name to watch kind of is Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones has been limited in practice all week. Uh, I asked Doug Peterson if he had kind of the same scenario as Isaac Samalu. If if he's healthy, is he immediately in the starting lineup? Because I know a lot of fans don't want that. don't want that to happen. And I can completely understand that because coming off a hamstring injury, you don't know how rusty he is. Well, and the guys have him. Yeah, so also, well. Rasul Douglas has been playing out of his mind. Uh, Avante Maddox it, it shouldn't ever leave that lineup <laughs> ever, no matter what position he's playing. Cravon LeBlanc is a folk hero already, as, as I obviously predicted, because <laughs> I, I was so high on him. But um, I think having him helps. Just depth. Because I'd rather have him than Josh Hawkins yeah. out there. I wonder uh, if he's active if Hawkins is also active. I think you would just because you know you have a lot. I mean, 
going in there with four DBs doesn't sound like a smart decision. Air four cornerbacks doesn't sound like a smart decision to begin with. So, yeah. I mean, in a pinch, Trey Sullivan can play corner. Uh, Corey Graham, blah, blah, blah. Corey Graham, whatever. But that's not what you want, especially against Drew Brees. So, watch out for the injury report with Sidney Jones. I if he If he is listed as questionable, I would expect him to play. We haven't said our predictions yet, by the way. I know you, you want to say yours first. No, you go ahead. I, well, so I, I have no. As, as I've said, there's no real football reason for me to think the Eagles are going to beat the Saints. The Saints have the better roster. They're more talented. They have Drew Brees. Um, they have home field advantage. They have one of the toughest road environments in the NFL. But I, I don't know, man. I'm. I've decided I'm not going to pick against this Eagles team. I, I got the Nick Foles magic in my mind. Uh, that again, I, I know there's no like football reason to think it's going to happen, but I, I picked the Eagles to win 31 to 28, and it'll, maybe it'll come down to a Jake Elliott field goal or a Will Lutz double doink. Maybe we'll get a triple doink because why not? This is Philly, so I have the Eagles winning. Call me crazy. Crazy. <laughs> um, uh, look. I think this Eagles team's special, but I also think that if the Saints score more than 24 points, they're winning this game, period. That's right. And I'm going to stick to that. Um, I had the Saints winning 27-24. Uh, um, I think this is going to be a really close one. I do think Nick Foles leads the field with the lead, and I think this ends very poorly. So you think the second – oh, man, people will not be able to survive that. If he I think he leaves the, the field 20 – second time, and they lose. I think he leaves the field 24-20, and, wow. and Drew Brees That'd comes in with like a minute 30 – Left and scores a touchdown. And scores a touchdown. I just see it happening. Like, you think they're playing – because they can't play for the field goal if you're – you know. Which is interesting because you think about that with, like, Doug Peterson brought up, um, you know, with the Cowboys in that last game about how he didn't go for two because he thought that they would then go for the field goal as opposed to letting the clock run out and going to overtime. This is one of those types of games, too. I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this one turns out. I will. We should note, um, I'm on Baby K Watch uh, 2K19. So, so, so he'll be. So, our pal Philly. Matt Lombardo will be filling in for me on the road. I'll still be covering the game from home, uh, unless I'm not, because my wife is in labor. <laughs> uh, Do the Eagles win if your wife is in labor? I forgot to add that. Scenario. Now, that would be kind of a cool thing, right? Like, imagine, like, uh, my son comes into the world and the Eagles are undefeated. As right Jake Elliott makes a field goal. Wow. <laughs> Might have to name him something else. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I think I think this is going to be a fun road trip for you. I hated my last time going to New Orleans, but my my experience was awful because of travel, not because of actual New Orleans. I hope you and Matt have a lovely, lovely time and, uh, you know, bring me back a baguette. <laughs> beignet, but okay. That was, that what, was pretty what, bad. <laughs> what, what? A big, a beignet? It's not a baguette. Yeah. See, I, I see, <laughs> I, say I, meant that, <laughs> I meant that, but I wanted you to make fun of me. So there we go. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. All right. Real it's quick. A running joke. I just want to run through a couple comments from our YouTube because we got, got a, a few really good ones. Uh, before we sign off, all right, we see we got Jackson D says low key Nick Foles is going to pull some Eli Manning level BS and win. <laughs> that, I just thought that was funny. All right, uh, East Side MUU, this is my take on it. I feel like these two teams are the Super Bowl team. I'm an Eagles fan, of course, but whoever wins this game, I have no doubt in my mind is going to go to the Super Bowl. I just don't think the Rams or Cowboys can stop either of them. You and I have both said the same thing that whoever wins this game, we kind of think might win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, let's see here. Philly is the see this is MDX exclusive thirty five. Philly is the six seed team with a nine and seven record. History in the NFL always repeats. 
nobody giving the Eagles a chance as of yet. As of, well, why are you talking about baguettes? You just show me a pair. <laughs> yeah, it's a French bread. What does that have to do with New Orleans? They're known for beignets. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, that's true. It's still French. Whatever. <laughs> Mike, not on Mike, by the way, if you couldn't hear him there. But uh, Philly is the 6-seed team with a 9-7 and record. History in the NFL always repeats. Nobody is giving the Eagles a chance as last year. They're assimilators to last year. Philly's going to give the Saints a 5-1 playoff record. Philly 30, Saints 28. Um, let's see. I'll throw a couple more real quick. Shut down from Daniel Hernandez. Shut down Camara. Play physical with their receivers at the line to throw off timing. Pressure with just the four and only blitz on third and longs. Sustain long drive with a score, and Philly got this. That's pretty much how we described they would win. And a couple of uh, Eagles are going to win. A couple saying the magic is over. Some Nick Foles jokes that we can't really <laughs> read on the air. And, uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for writing in. Uh, keep sending in the comments. We'll read as many as we can. This one was a little tighter because we have to get going to locker room availability. But thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be me and Lombardo out there in New Orleans, and we'll talk to you guys.